Welcome to Chucked. It is a snowy February morning. Clears the lungs, Oz. And uh, it's good to have you back at Chucked and and good to be with you today. Good to have Pete back again from Norwegian Cruise Lines and and uh, it's good to be here. And what's on tap today? What's on your mind today? You throw the match in the middle of the Well, the only room. Browns thing we can we can talk about today is Miles Garrett being reinstated. Yeah, yeah, boom. There we go. So, I thought that would happen anyway. Yeah. Um, before we came on air, I was just ranting about, uh, I'm taking a, this is my typical season where I just take a break from football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just take a break. I I uh, yeah, I love football. I, the XFL is really it is good. Is it? I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's it's definitely a bump up. It's mm. not the NFL, but mm-hmm. um, but I, I just need a break, man. I mm-hmm. just <laughs> and mm-hmm. I bet our listeners need a break too from us talking about it, probably. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah. what's uh, I'm you know it's funny because I'm I've never been in an era where every hour of my week counts mm-hmm. like I am. Have been in him and right now, like every mm. hour. I don't want to be exaggerate and say, "Oh, every minute counts right now." Eh, mm-hmm. Every hour counts. Like every hour is is strategic. It's a real economy of time. It is. I yeah. do even even things that I do to restore myself are, mm. you know, I, it's very strategic. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when I'm in that phase, especially, uh, boom. Toss football side. It's not useful to me right now. Mm-hmm. Toss the Browns aside. I'm not. I'm not going on Cleveland.com. I'm not. I'm not even liking Browns posts on Instagram and so and Twitter. I'm just flying through them. I'm mm-hmm. just you know barely. Just not a blow. But mm-hmm. things. I mean, that's a lot of people say. Well, what took you so long? But <laughs> it's part of the fun of the fall, mm-hmm. right? For well, us. yeah, it wears you out a little bit. I think. I, you know. I know for me, we, when we talked about that when. Ohio State lost the semifinal and the Brown season ended so terribly. It, you know, I was ready to be done with football. I mean, yeah, it just yeah, I, I took yeah. it too seriously. But I, it's kind yeah. of a lull time. February is because I'm not I'm not a college basketball fan. Mm-hmm. NBA doesn't interest me a lot. Although I enjoy kind of watching minutes in a game. I don't. Yeah. You know, the Cavs are bad and tennis. The, the guys aren't playing right now very much. I watch mm-hmm. that a little bit. So it's uh, you know it's probably a good season for me to. It's a, yeah, it's a good time to nest in and, and, and get some. So I, I think it makes me think of the two words that I've I try to live my life most by, to my activity, my schedule is um, intention and intentional and, and, and useful. It's not intentional, but I mean, I intend to do it, um, and uh, and it's not useful. Then it's just probably not. And a lot of times, restful. I'm I'm intentional with chilling out and 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 rest is very useful mm-hmm. right um but uh but yeah i i um busy you know busyness and we've talked about that busyness just doesn't i don't i can't uh i can't do uh, i can't my least favorite words mm-hmm. i never i don't like to be people say well yeah, i bet you're busy you're a busy person mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah i understand know, what you're saying paul but talk, I don't, tells I don't timothy busy. about warns him about just being you know mm-hmm. Uh, those well, that are just busy and yeah, and that's seem what like the parable of the fig tree is when he wilts it and says, you know, because the leaves of religious activity do not mistake them mm-hmm. for the fruit of spiritual regeneration. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole fig tree wilting, very dramatic mm-hmm. demonstration is. It's you know, it's so easy to get caught up, and that's why the the vine has to be pruned. Mm-hmm. You have to prune back your life all the time because leaves of busyness can 
keep out the sunlight mm-hmm. of that produces fruit and it is it's easy in this era to be so busy just busy 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 and you just you're not really being productive i'm not i'm not as i'm not as, i don't have the demanding of schedule as you do but i'm in a season oh, of life come. i'm in a season of life right now where i mean i try to that's why i try to make my um yeah, I, I mean, that, that's, I guess, going forward, I do have a lot of thoughts on, um, you know, I don't think there's, there's, I don't have a real criticism of, of how you've gone about things or, um, or, or whatnot, but I, I mean, I do have a, 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 a definite, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a, uh, something I keep in mind quite a bit and looking at now and, and looking at towards the future um, is, is kind of a sentiment of, of don't muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain. Um, those who preach and teach are in, and lead in that capacity. The demand is so the focus, the demand of focus needed for that is so high, especially to be effective in an age where people's attention span is, is about eight seconds. And, and to have be to be bogged down with busyness and meetings and, and, an and organization and management is just not uh, that you know just that that can't that, those two things just can't so um, I, so I am I, I am really perceptive of like seasons you go through now yeah. and and or have or you know or I guess maybe more like you know in the nineties maybe when you did have a lot more roles and you've almost kind of gone back to that a little bit more. Um, but I try to practice that now uh, as much as I can, even though I don't have that high of demand. Um, like I, there's just so much I have to read right now yeah. and there's so much I want to read right now. And, and, and I, and I accidentally, and I don't say this in a, some virtuous way, I always accidentally end up spending three hours of my day reading the Bible and it, it just like kills my other reading time because yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I, but I, I mean, I'm so desperate to just, just want to know that more. And, and so but that I, reading I, you're doing is integrating with mm-hmm. scripture that you're taking in and you start seeing this 10,000 piece jigsaw puzzle that's, I've got, that's coming together. I've got McKinsey go, reading oh a book gosh. for me right now to give me notes on it. Yeah, I mean, well, then I asked you to read I, a book for me yeah, today. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I just like, I would love to hey, read that Pete, book, but, like, <laughs> but I just can't read, like I don't, I don't have time to read that. That's insignificant of a book it's yeah, really like it, yeah, it really significant yeah. but like oh man i got i really you know i really have to read these other things and there's so yeah. much i want to read in my own time that i you know well you're going to I try to, you're going to college right now that's mm-hmm. it's hard to well, read so there's school reading there's there's work reading which is more like you know i want to read celebration of discipline again i want to um you know have these other workbooks i want to read reappearing church um there's a couple other things and then there's there's personal reading you know the jesus nt writes book i'm reading right now um, hey, I'll save you some time. Do you want me to save you some time? Uh-huh. Don't read his, don't read the celebration of discipline. Read the spirit of the disciplines. Have you read the spirit of the disciplines? I don't think so. I've read celebration of discipline before. Then read spirit of the disciplines before you read celebration of discipline. Read spirit of the disciplines because it's about the spirit behind the disciplines is every bit as important as a practice. So Foster came from a more Quaker perspective mm-hmm. on. Uh, he, he didn't deal with, and he would say this because I know he commented on it back when the Spirit of the Disciplines came out in the late '80s. That I wish I would have written this book. Hmm. Boom, chucked, just saved Austin some time. Uh, that's good because was good for I'd Austin. Already, I'd already even read it, so I don't even read it. Read yeah, it exactly. Again. So yeah. don't read, read the Spirit of the, and I've yeah. got it on my shelf. You know, it's just one of the. You know, I look back and, you know, the kind of the 10, 15 most transformative books. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. Because he's the one that presented the idea that the spiritual disciplines are like sitting under the blower 
mm-hmm. and you position yourself to receive the Spirit. That's the it's the it's the historical strategic positioning that has been used by those who preceded us to be blown on by the Spirit, and that He was the one that presented that. That it's not just I'm going to do this as a you know click click click, which 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 Foster said he just didn't get into as much, mm. and he wished he would have. Mm. You know, I, I think he actually said was more of an exposition of what they are. Yeah, it is not exactly. so much how to how to do exactly. it. All. So, so Willer was more. Here is the perspective you take into them that makes them so beneficial. Hmm. You see the why. Hmm. Um, for example, a person can pray and they don't get blown on by the spirit because they're doing mechanically. They're doing you know it's mm-hmm. it's kind of along those lines. So, but uh, the, the, you know, in in looking at you know how kind of hectic you know that that can get for you and and. In getting getting indoctrinated into um, just uh, these different levels, this, this added thing that, that schoolwork gave to my to my life, um, and just how much it just condensed my week more, and how much um, having that uh, okay, you get, there's 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 two or three things that you have to deliver on every weekend now. Um, you have to think critically to deliver on, um, and slowly getting into that. Uh, has helped me to still not, and what I've learned from observing you, to sacrifice certain things, though, to not let certain things get sacrificed, or to get you to get to to follow. And that, like sometimes my day does get, I, I do lose my day, and and I, again I don't say it because I I, I just read I read too much, um, I spent too much time piddling around with um, scripture, and I, I didn't I didn't off, I didn't I, I, I sat slowly in it. You know, I didn't read. I didn't speed read it. You know, I didn't. I didn't check it off the list. I slept slowly, and you know, if I got too into ch- busy church work, I wouldn't live my because I because I have so many people close to me that are so busy in church work that they don't they don't live that life. I feel very privileged that, that but I, but it, but it's but part of it is just I, I I so try to safeguard. This doesn't get. This is this is of first importance. I remember it is. It really is. You know, and, and still to this day for me. Bob Russell's voice rings in my ears, you know, that nothing get in the way of study. You know, that's what puts the fresh fresh bird food in the birdhouse that keeps the birds coming back. Mm. You know, that's his way mm-hmm. of saying that everything, your, your Shema, your rabbinic authority emanates from that study. Mm-hmm. And now, when you... Are, so for me, I've also then had to accept that I'm a builder, I like building things. So I like I like figuring out how to build structures and plans and I like that. I, I'm excited about City Lights just because it's it's um and I say this, you know, the model railroad that my dad started me on when we when I was ten and he was that was a paradigm of my life. I like building villages. Mm-hmm. Now the 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 talent the skills that it takes to do that are just different than sitting in a study mm-hmm. and like you know this morning pouring over first corinthians two eleven to sixteen I mean it's just a totally different mindset, and so I have to compartmentalize it in mm-hmm. in that way, and left to my own devices, I think there will be a day when i'm I'm pretty much just back to studying again, but mm-hmm. well, I, I, I remember a while back you saying something of in a somewhat regretful of a tone of you know um of how much you could have how much more you could have given to 
whether the text or or theology but you just but your job wouldn't let you no, I mean, it just wouldn't no. you had to read you i think you were you, you had to you were forced to read leadership books instead of Absolutely. instead of christopher wright or or, or yeah. you know or, or you know whoever richard hayes and and like and that for me was a moment where i thought oh, I, as much as i can that's a warning for me yeah. and not, not that that I mean, it worked out well for me and i don't you know you know but as as far as like you know i don't need, need to do everything the exact same way you know but, well, and, I think and learning my own too. way don't you think i don't think I don't think you have the passion for building that I do. Mm-hmm. Would you say? I mean, I do think you're more. Where, and I would even say today, I think in this era, your your professorial leanings, your ability to speak into issues of apologetics are just so valuable. Frankly, I I think you could be an unbelievable builder. I just I just wouldn't want you spending your time think, doing that. Yeah, I think I, it's more I, valuable. I, and that is part of it. I know what you know. Where my I, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. You know, if I'm if I am teaching like a Bible study, I just know like I know maybe this there's this is supposed to be some somewhat of a way. But I know what I have to give, and, and I you know I and so like I, I am in my constructionistic meth um, tendencies lean into boy I get really constructive with with um trying to understand or help people understand doctrine or something like that you know and i think that's what you're saying like um mm-hmm. because i'm i'm constructing if i'm if i'm spending way too much time in in something of paul but it's but it's constructing thought and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah a, exactly it's a different um, kind but, of but that was yeah, but i think right. that was just right. a little bit of a of a oh i know i know in my in my ways that i'm that i'm me i don't want that to happen and um, because I just, I just, I'm just, um, yeah. I, I or I need, to, I need to have people around me that's, that's, that, that's that can do things, those things for that's me right. that you didn't have. And, and this, and this is totally different because you, you had, well, you, you and Frank and Rita basically, or whatever really? that were that were around back then in Mark. But um, you, know, you didn't have any staff. You didn't, you know, you didn't have, you know, anything. And so that it's, I guess, it's also a reminder to, to have certain people around you that can. That it can is. do things that are more capable of doing those things than you, instead of you just doing them because you're the only one around that's, that's willing to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, for years, I set up chairs. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you know, in the old building, I mean, it's, it's Paul Wilkins and I setting up chairs on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. because you had to take them back down because that room had to be used for other stuff during the week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's just the way it was. And you, if you ever lead an organization, it will be different. Mm-hmm. You'll just have to have different people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll, it'll be built differently. That's weird because I, I, I think my way of doing it is going out. That's the thing. That's what constantly keeps me on vigil is I think, I think that way worked in an era – I'm not certain the way I do things is going to work very much mm-hmm. longer. So uh, I'll be useful in a different way. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think your way is really, really useful. Well, I don't think – I don't see that so much as, as a as a way to the to the end of my time, you know, on earth or something. Um, but what, what do I need to like, kind of found myself in now and, 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 and plant myself in now? Maybe there will come a time where I need to get far more, um, far more learned and in, 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 in more constructive uh, people side, 
type side. But for me now, like the the uh, um, trying to understand, uh, put a foundation under me of like a of a, a Tim Keller, who you know, it's like that's a guy that spent most of his. He knew like I am gonna I'm, I'm gonna be in the East Coast, so I just got to prepare mm-hmm. for just in it. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not I'm never gonna build a Presbyterian church that's that big. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be ministering to people in Philadelphia, people in Virginia, Baltimore, D.C., New York City, Connecticut. And he, and I gotta he be able trained to, for that. And, tra- and 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 for me, you know, there is a you know I, I know I see, you know we see how much the, the each coast are just just suffocating the Midwest. And for me, like maybe right now, this is what I need to I need to I need to ground myself. Yeah, you're, in. you're investing. It's going it's going to pay off. It's similar. Uh, that that's the part that's similar to what I did. You know, so you remember when I first started ministry, especially before I got here, I taught Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. I did groups. All of those were different lessons. I'm fresh out of Bible college. Mm-hmm. I'm coming up with my own hooks, my own outlines, my own applications. and I mean, it, it was just a constant in the saddle learning how to ride a horse mm-hmm. and I mean, you 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 have a bunch of files of mine from that era, I think, in, mm-hmm. in the '90s in your office. I mean, does it pay off? I'll tell you this, especially in a week like this week, when I'm having to work on my sermon at eleven o'clock at night. It's just the way the week's been. Mm-hmm. I've taught every day this week, or spoken, you know. And man, do you think that doesn't pay off now? Mm-hmm. It does because as I'm thinking through First Corinthians two eleven to sixteen, I'm grabbing from maybe studies. Well, for example, I know I, I know I taught on that passage back in the like ninety six. Mm-hmm. So I went back to that file today and looked at it. Most of mm-hmm. it's irrelevant, but uh, you know, there's one or two lines I grabbed out of that, mm-hmm. and 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 boy, that pays off. So that is sowing to reap later, and mm-hmm. that's why I wish I could get more people to convince of. I know that eating right today doesn't benefit you necessarily today, mm-hmm. but you are the product of what you eat today five years from now. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could get that sometimes more. I still, yeah. So the same thing's true spiritually. If you could just invest, you know, I was telling staff yesterday, mm-hmm. just read Jesus Calling every day. Mm-hmm. Let that be the scripture that comes into your life. I will. I, mean, I will. You know? I will add a, a a bit of a. It's going to pay a, off. A, a twist onto that, and and almost not almost a critique, but almost about a. a when you, I've heard you say it so mu- the, the line so much, and so I think about it a lot. You know, I, you know, I'm paid to read. We've said that before, and and I've agreed with that until until recently. And I'd I'd, I'd add something on to that. Um, Tim Keller actually he, he said a, he said a, he said a couple things that um, I've seen true in your life, and one of them you just said when he was starting out he he tried he tried to preach two times a night. Mm-hmm. For like years on end, he would just mm-hmm. find places where he could go preach mm-hmm. and just work on it, work on it, work. And that was his, you know, he did his master's in preaching, and I think it's maybe his PhD too. But so that was that was just really what he was in. But um, yeah, and that's where you know, it's used to use Machesney's phrase: "You're not bowling toward a curtain when you're doing that. You're bowling mm-hmm. toward real pins." Yeah, and, you know, you how get to figure work? out how does, how does this work? work? You know, the other it's thing, not just a curtain at the end of that lane. You know, where you just kind of hey, the other yeah, thing he had a he had a I think he I don't know where he was. Um, it might have, it might have been some uh, lecture I was listening to when he went back to Gordon Conwell on preaching, and, and it was one of his parts there was um, <clears throat> was he talked about it was going on about Paul's contextualization and how good Paul was talking to white collar, talking to blue collar, quoting you know in him we live and move and have our being Acts seventeen 
their poetry, the elites, and then talking more agrarian uh, metaphors. Um, but anyway, he, 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 so he, he talked, so he goes on about having all these different types of illustrations he uses and how he'll, he'll maybe just use, he'll throw in David Foster Wallace just to connect with that Mm-hmm. Literary. It's a New grid. York City. We crowd. all do that. It's it's a grid. Mm-hmm. You're kind of saying. I There's know so this many quotes he, he could mm-hmm. use within like Wesleyan quotes or whatever. But he picks just DFW. I, my grid is artists, academics, and athletics, and mm-hmm. then age groups. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So there's a cross grid on that, and there's a. This will hit the twenty something academic. This mm-hmm. will hit the. This will hit the fifty something athlete. You know. It's just. Yeah. It's, so is that, it's, does that make sense? Yeah. And so it's, so he goes through all these different. Examples like that, you know, here's the, you know, and he just and he just rattling them off, tons and tons of and all these quotes, all you know, for social justice, mm-hmm. for the left, for the right, he's for brilliant. all these different things. Just, and and he and he's kind of in his point in doing this is he's just coming up, he's just showing all this material, and he says, "Now oh, I know what you're thinking. Oh, but Tim, I just don't have the time to read as much as you do. And how do you how do you come up with all this stuff? How, what do you what do you what do you?" What do you and and he uses the word that's been so important to me that happened from Michael Lawrence last year that put a lot in, in me. He used the same word. He said, I don't have any time. I'm just so desperate for people to mm-hmm. hear the gospel that I just have to find ways to connect with them. Mm-hmm. I just have to. Mm-hmm. And so what I would add to when you tell people I'm paid to read, especially to to a Christian audience, staff audience like yesterday even, um, Maybe on top of that, to add to it, yes, you are paid to read, but asking that audience, well, how how desperate are you yeah. to have more ways to connect with yeah, people? Yeah, I don't read because it's like fun. If you're at Sarah Young <laughs> you level know? right now, yeah. that's that's great that you're there. Don't stay there. Yeah, take in more, read more. You know you, you, how desperate. And so he goes into like you know he wrote a subway every day back and forth to work. So just the amount of books he read in the subway, hmm. so distracting. You can just imagine him just sitting there, mm-hmm. just trying to understand. I don't know Marxism or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> that he was trying to you know to, to pull something out of. And um, and so well, I think that's encouragement that's to a, people listening. We, we we reference books on here a lot and. Um, Find a way. Find a way. If, if you know, we're all we're all called to be a theologian in our own right, to discourse with God to the degree we can, but to not stay where we are, but to keep progressing towards um, a greater understanding. Um, if you are truly wanting people to understand this um, this 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 Lord you have and this life you're living as a result of that. Um, Always remain. I think. I think you can't have the parable of the fig tree without John fifteen. Whether the figs mm-hmm. dead or alive, it, it, its only hope is if it remains in its mm-hmm. in, a, in its source. Abide and, in uh, me. Yeah, and, and so remain, abide, and in, in, in find a way to to read more and, and to and to uh, to study more. Because you, you, you always did. You always did. And you know, did people say you know? Because it's the old thing about. It's Proverbs twenty verse four: the the slugger does not plow in season, so at harvest he looks and finds nothing. So I would say there are some people around Southbrook. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fish in a small pond. I get that. I mean, I am. I understand I'm a big fish, mm-hmm. but in a small pond. So some people around here would look at me and go, "Oh man, I wish I had Charlie's knowledge of scripture." What you're seeing is twenty five, thirty years ago. That's what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the sowing that happened then. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing I. Mm-hmm. I prepared last week for this life I'm living now. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you're seeing that. So yesterday, Ryan and I, Ryan Hawk and I, are having a conversation, and just 
you know, Ryan's the learning leader show. He just published a tremendous book called Welcome to Management, which the title of that was chosen intentionally because management is a bad word. And, and, but leadership is management because it's leading people. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this very thing, and he's just saying, you know, I said, what's next? What's, he said, I've got to write about stewarding what you've been given and growing it. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Stewarding these opportunities you've been given, and then how do I, how do I keep learning? Then how do, I, how do I maximize that and impact? And for us in our context is how do we get the light of the gospel out to a generation that's so distracted and the the passion it takes to do that, the clarity it takes to do that, the connectivity it takes to do that, mm-hmm. and so we were talking about that because that is it is it it's it's uh, Christ's love compels me. People say you read a lot. Well, I don't I don't have an hour to waste. I'm ge- I'm learning about Abraham Lincoln right now because when I'm doing stuff in my car, I'm listening to Elizabeth Browning Pryor's book, The Six Encounters with Lincoln. And man, I'm learning about leadership from the most raw writing of Lincoln that I've ever written, read, mm. heard. You know, it's just, it's probably as realistic of Lincoln. So, man, I'm not wasting time in my car. I'm not, mm. when I'm in my basement, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm not listening to scripture right now, I'm listening to her book and, and I'm reading The Joy of Moo. I just finished that. I'm, I'm reading commentaries. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. You have to do that. That's to, a maximization to, of time. I, it I, is. I mean, you know, I always listen. I'm always listening to whatever whatever book in the New Testament I'm in. I'm always listening to that on repeat. Yeah, yeah. just just to like calm. So in in the car while I'm metabolize while it. long mm-hmm. runs, especially you know, because I, I just have to maximize that time. I don't have I don't I don't have time to read Romans one through three for as long as I would like to today. Right. right. But I but I, you know I'm going to read it today. But I've got to I've got to maximize that time and. And listening to it, not just listen to something silly like NPR or, or whatever. Yeah. So here's a takeaway. Here's a here's a practical takeaway for people to look to to look at their own lives. So here's how this was presented to me and how I used it. And I still use it, but then here's how it's changed. So you think of your life in concentric circles. I'm first of all a person with a relationship with God. Then the outer circle of that. I'm secondly a partner with a relationship to Sherry. I'm thirdly a parent with a relationship to you and Jordan and and your families. I'm fourthly a professional with a relationship with my calling. Now, what we talked about today is then within that fourth circle, how I have to prioritize my giftings, talents based on need, based on future. The thing that, that shifts in that is those are all integrated. So it's not just I compartmentalize my life, you know, my relationship with God is is connected to my relationship with Sherry. My relationship with you is connected to my relationship to Sherry and my relationship to, to God. But I will say the thing that still works for me is I have to prioritize those. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, I will drift, first of all, most of us will drift into the thing that gives us the most immediate feedback, our professional calling. That's where we get the most immediate strokes on our ego you know, you invest in that relationship with God for me 30 years ago. Now it's affecting my professional relationship hugely. Mm-hmm. But I can't put the, because you get addicted to the fruit of that professional relationship, right? You know, you mm-hmm. get addicted to the leaves, the activity of that and feeling important and all that. Mm-hmm. But it can't take precedent 
over the thing that makes the fruit come. And I think that's why I'm so reluctant towards anything that might hinder what I need to do now. Yeah. For what, I, for what, I think for what will come on. later. And it's gotten me in trouble a number of different times, but, but I just, I've got to hold in and, and I don't know where you found this quote, but, but I, I, I shared it recently. Um, but, and it's, it's always, you know, it's always tied to, uh, scripture and especially study and, and all sorts. And so I leave it with the listeners. There will always be a breakdown in the logic of devotion. Mm-hmm. If you can explain it, then it's not extravagant enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I yeah. love Mackenzie. Just, just always looks so worried when I get a new shipment of books come to the house because she thinks like I don't know, like my brain's gonna break or something. And it nearly did last year, but <laughs> it did. Yeah, uh, but you know, like, so when I get a new lexicon or something, she just, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's just, yeah, I just, I can't explain it. Yeah, no, I got to You got to be desperate for it. You got to be. Do. You're just desperate, yeah. desperate, desperate every day. It's just like a, a veracity of, of of attacking time in the morning. I see it. I'm just, I, you know, you wake up and you just attack the Psalms and you just. Attack attack those things because there will come a time in my life I feel like where I won't have the time or energy or whatever to to just give everything to that extreme devotion exactly Mm -hmm. but it'll pay off Mm -hmm. well I hope that blesses you today Chucksters and the the looking at the grid of your life looking at the grid of your life and and keeping in mind sowing today to reap tomorrow next year next decade even until next time on Chuck this is Charles Braxton with Austin Charles.